Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening. Welcome back to the Catwalk Movement. It's Chantel here. Hi, Ange. Hi, Chantel. <laughs> How are you? I normally it's separate words say Chantel, actually. I normally say Shan, but you said Chantel. Um, I'm good, thank you. I imagine. I, yeah, I don't refer to myself as Shan. Mm-hmm. Don't know. <laughs> anyway, you all right? I'm really good. I'm... For those that obviously you can't see because it's a podcast, but I'm just chilling in my new um, extra, extra large beanbag. So I'm very, very good. <laughs> yeah, you look it. You look good and cozy. Oy, so as always, wherever you are listening, whenever you're listening, bit of housekeeping, head over to Strava, hit record, map your walk, map your distance. Um and share with us, tag us via clubs at the Catwalk MBMT so we can see our community in action. So today, I mean, I've got a couple of announcements, so obviously I'll leave those to the end, but Ange, today you are in, you are leading the school in motion and I'm going to take my notebook and um, learn from the Black British female that you are amplifying and this month we are focusing on women in sports um, being that it's a new year and quite often January is associated with fitness and health and diet and the current times that we're in, it's even more so important. If, if, if you weren't thinking about it before, you definitely should now. Um, and we're considering, you know, just the idea of when we engage with our physical habits, which are really obvious, Um, or our physical changes we develop habits and looking at routine and discipline in staying um, sort of committed to our vision whether that's for the year or for our lives so handing over to you Andrea. I am here I am here so thank you very much and today we are going to be amplifying um, OBE Denise Lewis um, so as well as this month being about amplifying black women in health and fitness, it's also about their discipline and what, you know, the discipline that you need to have in order to to reach the stages that these ladies have reached to. Um, so Denise is a fellow uh, woman that is born in August. So I am also born in August. She's born on the 27th of August in 1976. Oh gosh, that was me. That's my birthday. Sorry. That, sorry, she's 27th of August 1972, not 76. She's married to um, Steve Finnan O'Connor and they got married in 2006 and they live together in Buckinghamshire. The couple share three sons. So they have a 12-year-old Ryan, nine-year-old Kane and a two-year-old Troy. Um, and Steve also has a son from his previous re- relationship, and so does Denise, has a 60-year-old daughter. So why did I choose Denise? Well, many reasons. She's a, um, a British sports presenter and a former track and field athlete who specialised in the heptathlon. Now, I had to Google what the heptathlon is and so I thought it would only be fair that I share it with you as well. So a heptathlon is a track and field combined event and that consists contest is made up of seven events. Imagine doing seven events. Um, this is a bit that I just couldn't understand. So the men's heptathlon is older, I get that, and is held indoors 
while the women's is held outdoors and was introduced in the um, 1980s. So fairly recent. Um, and it was first appeared in the Olympics in 1984. So track and, track and field is the heptathlon. If you want to know what's included, because I wanted to know. So you've got the 100 meter hurdles, high jump, shot put, 200 meters, long jump, javelin throw and 800 meters. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, that is some serious discipline that you need right there. Um, she won the gold medal. So Denise won the gold medal in the heptathlon in, at the 2000 Sydney Olympics. Um, she was twice Commonwealth Games champion and was the 1998 European champion and won World Championship silver medals in 1997 and 1999. She was the first European to win the Olympic heptathlon. I'm going to change that slightly. Yes, she was the first European, but I would also like to say that she was the first black woman to win the Olympic heptathlon. Denise was a talented or is a talented all-rounder and excelled in the heptathlon. By 1994, she had already won gold, as I mentioned, at the Commonwealth Games in Canada and two, two years later at the Atlanta Olympic Games. So she is just, and I'm not even going to go, she's just won medal after medal after medal. I'm not going to go into all of them, but she has won quite a few. Um, she also broke the British heptathlon record and also became the only black British female athlete to win a medal in the 1996 Olympics. I'm putting in black for myself, FYI, just because. Um, and um, sorry, after winning her bronze medal, Denise was runner up in the BBC Sports Personality of the Year and was awarded uh, for her MBE for her achievements. Where do we go or on from here? Any questions at the moment, Shan? No, I'm just thinking like Denise Lewis is definitely somebody who stands out to me and listening to the dates, it makes sense. So like 1998, I was in year eight, 2000, I was in year 10. So these were the, these were the days where I was kind of, I guess, just coming out of um, track, to be honest. But I think I also looked, I looked to her like, She's a little bit younger than my mum, but I feel like I didn't look at her as a mum, but I definitely didn't, I didn't, didn't see her in the same way like I would see, say, musicians, celebrities who were maybe a similar age to me. So I definitely looked at her as a role model who was older, old enough to be my mum, but like really fit and obviously just... Yeah, in her field, because I think if I, I'm just thinking about it, like contextually who I'd compare her to, which would have been someone like Tessa. Um, but I don't know, Tessa, I felt, I definitely felt some, for some reason, a closer sort of attraction to Denise. And the other thing sort of, I guess, aside from all of her achievements, which were just continuous, like literally every competition though, just to let you know. Oh, okay. Every competition going. Um, and maybe I'll come back to it, I'll pin it. But I'm just thinking about her children. And um considering she is someone who I would say I see as sort of she's a bit younger than my mum, her children are also effectively an age that they could be my children. 
And so I'll come back to that, but I think there's something about where women might choose to lean when it comes to career versus family, but I'll come back to it. Yeah, just on the point of um, Tessa, just to let you know that she's actually 64 and she was born in 1956. Yeah, so Tessa, Tessa's a little bit older than my mum, so yeah. probably makes sense. I feel like she was a little bit further removed, just a little bit. Okay, I'm going to get back to my reading. So, Denise retired from athletics in 2005. And um, since her Olympic success, she has been, gone on to become a successful, um, had a successful career as a TV pundit covering athletes for the BBC. And she is also presented live from events, including the Commonwealth Games and the Olympic Games, both in London 2012 and Rio 2016. Her popularity soared when she took part in BBC Strictly Come Dancing, where she impressed the judges. Did you actually see that? I didn't watch, I don't watch TV. So I do not watch Strictly Come Dancing, not for love, nor money. Don't care who's on the end, don't watch it. <laughs> um, so throughout her career, Denise has used her platform to highlight projects that discuss and promote diversity. In 2012, she anchored the Woman of the Year Awards for ITV's Lorraine. Then in 2016, Denise presented winners for BBC Two, BBC World, and B and sorry, she presented winners for BBC Two, BBC World, and News, which saw her uncover the incredible stories of six female athletes from around the world and the challenges they face simply because they are female. She also worked to promote women in work for International Women's Day, and furthermore, Denise joined other exceptional figures in politics, business, sports and science to share her insights into being Black and British in the BBC Two series Black is the New Black in 2016. In addition to her broadcast commitments, Denise has taken on the role of ambassador and patron for several initiatives, events and charities. Um, in 2014, she was announced as an ambassador for Investec um, and, and various others. She's also took part in a ambassador, ambassadorial role in, for 2014's Telegraph Be Fit. I do, I haven't, didn't attend those years back, but I have actually attended Be Fit like a couple of years ago and I actually found it okay. Um, she's a female health and fitness, uh, which is a female, Be Fit is a female health and fitness convention for those that are wondering what Be Fit is. And um, she also does charitable work, which is close to her heart. And she works closely with um, breast cancer care and Sparks. And she is the president of Commonwealth Games England. Wow. Her CV is, yeah, it can go on. And you wonder, she definitely has some serious discipline there. Um, she also has a, a, a line with called the gym of life with next. So she's stated that she described the gym of life as anything from picking up the kids toys to jogging to the school gates at 3 p.m. You just got to have a positive mindset and be really clear with what and with what you want to get out of the day, but you know that you can't fit everything in. Don't beat yourself up. So there are two different statements there. One obviously talking about her gym of life clothing and then the other one talking about what we always talk about is having a positive mindset. And if you don't fit everything in in that one day, 
don't beat yourself up about it. Um, I was actually having a, a call with a client this morning and we were talking about eating that frog. Like, so getting the most important thing done first thing in the day so that you know that it is done and you probably could have a bit of more rest knowing that you've completed what you needed to complete. Um, just to end up saying that Denise hopes to inspire young people in the same way that Sebastian Coe and Daley Thompson, Daley Thompson um, inspired her and is therefore an ambassador for children's charities, including Youth Sports Trust and International Inspiration. And the reason why I mentioned that is because I, my organisation, well, not mine, but the organisation that I'm the founder of Focus, we also part of the Youth Sports Trust. So that's actually interesting to know. So that is who I've amplified today, so Denise Lewis, OBE. Mm. And it was just inspiring seeing her, seeing her, um, what she does. And yeah, it's just the discipline. And I know obviously being someone who's in sport, the discipline that it does take, as we spoke about last week, so I won't repeat myself, but she's she, she not even just in sport, but in just outside of life, outside of sport, her personal life, She's doing bits, y'all. Yeah. yeah, I think like it also highlights once again, you know, so many of the black women that we amplify have a multitude of contributions to society and roles that they're doing all at once. And I think it's really important to sort of note that point. If you think of like the world of the media, TV, social media, you know, we can sort of hold on a pedestal and glamorize the people who present themselves to us, the people who the focus is on, who the shout is for the moment. And I say that because look at the achievements and the work, the work of um, Denise Lewis. And there's so much of that that we don't see. There's so much of that that won't make the news daily, that we won't know what's going on, but she's definitely accomplished and, and, and feeding into her field in a very well-rounded way. You know, she's gone from being a leading athlete on the front line to contributing to the parts of athletics and sports that are true to her heart. And so um, I guess I'm making this point because it's like, remember that the work that you do is important even if other people are not seeing it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, sort of, that's what I've kind of taken in just sort of reflecting on, you know, her story, what I'm learning about her, I've learned about her and, and our own journeys in terms of, you know, where we pitch our measures of success and when, what, what, what positive and successful days look and feel like. Um, and, and sometimes, especially in these lockdown times when it's just you home and the screen, you know, pretty sure we've all had moments where we, we look at the likes and think ah, who's seeing today yeah. but work happens without people seeing so that stuff and then I'll just come back to my other point which is quite interesting because she weaved it into her quote about um her gym wear with next in terms of like balance and juggling and it's funny because I'm wearing my I've been wearing gym trousers all week gym leggings all week um even yesterday my mum was like what you got on there and I'm like just my gym trousers she's like did you go to the gym no it's just okay yeah and I feel like that's the thing as well obviously gyms are not open but we still got to get in that physical activity and that's obviously why we set up 
the catwalk, doing the walks as well. But cha, <laughs> yes, I did say cha. If you feel comfortable, <laughs> wear what you feel comfortable in. You're in your house. So you have to be comfortable, you know, these little things in life, I don't say even little, but these things in life do make for better living. Yeah, but it's also part of the like respecting where your day flows and respecting that every part of your day is a part of work. So like just because I have not been on the laptop or I've not updated this document, or I've not finished that. Um, I definitely have gone up and down the stairs how much time I've definitely picked up the toys from the living room how much times you know what I mean like respect that every part of your day is work regardless of um, what that work looks like um, and she said yeah you know Jim is whether you're picking up the toys that resonated hard so next time your mum asked you did you go to the gym yes I did <laughs> you know um yeah yeah and I think it's it's quite interesting like how how active and I mean in parts it's like peaks and troughs troughs of how active I've been I mean I've not been to the gym for a very long time even before the lockdown but you know last year like many other people I worked out at home more than I ever have mm. in my life um took up walking which I don't mind a good walk, you know, I'm, I'm very, not very, I'm moderately, moderately sporty, but, you know, I'm on my bike, don't mind a little jog, a little class, but taking up walking was something new for me. But I hadn't had, like, I usually would have this active goal that, you know, I'm trying to lose weight and I'm going to go to the gym and I sign up and I go three times a week. And the amount of people who are commenting on how much weight I've lost, right? And I'm like, bro, I'm not doing nothing. But I guess, you know, I'm active. I'm at home with the children doing, you know, more than I probably would, or not more than I would, because my, my job is on my feet. But you know what I mean? Like the, the between the home workouts, the, the juggling with the baby, the working and the walking. <laughs> Listen, congratulations for all the weight you have lost. But as well I think when we focus on the end oh yeah I've got to lose weight I'm doing this to lose weight that's when you get bored of it and that's where you don't want to do it like now you're saying you wasn't actively thinking about losing weight it just happened and those are the milestones along the way so the the end result is just a byproduct really of what you're you wanted to achieve but didn't really set out to achieve that if that makes sense yeah 100 percent 100 I mean it doesn't take away from the fact that actually in terms of my own personal self-satisfaction, I definitely like to have a better routine because of who I am, a better routine and structure and discipline around it so that it can be more consistent. So I don't have times where it's like, raw, you've actually done nothing for a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. I don't personally... I don't like it when that happens. You know, there's some things that I'm like, oh, I haven't done this for a few weeks and I'm fine with it. But, um, you know, we've been speaking a lot over the last week and I know you've got a session on it um, tomorrow about, um, about routines, you know, being habitual and intentional with and deliberate with those actions so that, so that they become part of 
the bigger picture and you are consistent. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and just a little snippet about tomorrow as well. It's, it's 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 I say it's quite simple, but I know when I first started out, it wasn't, and it was very like terrifying. How am I going to get up at that time? And how am I going to do this? And how 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 how? But when I decided to know why I wanted to do it and what I was doing it for, then how just it just all fit in, like so. And I think that's the magic sauce. It's not thinking about how am I going to just. Once you start building, like you say, building up the routine, build up the habits, that's what it takes. And you get back into the flow of things. Mm. It's funny because I was saying um, last week I went to my book club and my mornings have been a little bit, a little bit shifty, mate. I've not been going to bed on time, whatever on time is. But I know there's times when I'm sitting there and I'm like, you should go to bed you ain't watching nothing you ain't doing nothing go to bed and it's I don't know it's like a child fighting and then my mornings have been really like literally bed to the laptop yeah scrambling and I'm a morning person so typically I'll get up at 5 30 and do what I have to do you know tell me to conquer the world before 5 30 a.m I'm I'm sold on it. After 5.30 p.m., I'm slow. So my mornings are usually really intentional, even if it's just the housework, start dinner, do the laundry. So I know that that's that part of my day, which I need to do. And I don't like it to become a sour chore. So I just build it in where I can. Um, The mornings are quite important to me. And with lockdown and stuff and working from home, they've it's it's doing its own thing so last week at book club I just said you know what my routine in the morning needs to be better and there's something and I know we talk about this a lot there's something about saying it out loud and being accountable to it and even though like you know the girls at the book club they're not watching me they're not phoning me they're not checking on me they're not seeing me but there was something about telling somebody else I'm gonna get into this routine this week I'm gonna do it and every morning came, trust me, the week before last, I couldn't tell you when my eyes opened before eight o'clock. Wow. I, it just, the, as in, it weren't even the alarm, like my body clock went. This week, it was like, you know, like um, after summer holidays, when it's the day before school, you're like, you're kind of like, I need, you need to make sure I wake up. I need to make sure I wake up. I need to make sure I wake up. Well, if I don't wake up and I oversleep, uh, just go to bed, in it? Right. But this week, I woke up like 5.30, I was up. And if I thought for a second that I was going to sleep in, I felt I felt like their eyes were on me. I was like, no, but I've told the girls I'm going to do this routine. And so I got up and even if it meant, and this is me, I'm a morning person, yeah? I, I have no problem with morning. But even me and sort of re-adopting, re-engaging with a habit that I already have Mm-mm. that I fell off. I was like, even if I just get up and go to the sofa with a duvet and put the news on and have my cup of tea, I've shifted from one place to the other and whatever. So this week I'm up in the mornings now, which now means next week, because it's not something foreign to me. I don't feel like I have to spend too much time building it in. But now next week I'm like, okay let's get on with being a bit more intentional. What are you going to do with that extra hour, the extra two hours? So there's also definitely something about telling people what you're going to do and starting off slow. And I know this sounds really obvious, but you've got to be kind to yourself in these times as well. Otherwise, the task that you're taking on might already be tough. 
So if you're then tough on yourself about how you do it or how you fully achieve it, it's going to make it be really, really painful. So I'm not going to be mad that, okay, I woke up at six, not five, or seven, not five, but it's not eight, which was the intention. I didn't do anything with that time, but I was up. And now I can work from there. Yeah, definitely. And what you're the, the things that you mentioned, like being intentional. So saying before you go to bed, this is what I'm going to do in the morning. And then you've got the added bonus having accountability as well. So this week, I've obviously done my morning um, routine, but I've also been able to fit in a client. So my, my one-to-one, one of my one-to-one clients, she also has a, the fitness and the physical activity element to it as well. And so whilst I'm training her, I'm also on my bike. So, you know, so I'm getting my cardio in whilst I'm instructing her what she needs to do for her physical activity and it's a win-win she's happy she's more productive during the day she's got she can tick that off her list now she's done her workout for the day and I'm you know starting my cardio um 100% I mean this week I definitely I definitely catwalked every day and I haven't done that since August September August so I'm um, you know I was I was catwalking at 7 30 every day which was good um but the other thing I think I'd like to be sharing a lot more of is sometimes when people say oh how do you do it and I'm like I don't know it just gets done I'm a mess no it doesn't just get done there's something about really maximizing and utilizing your time so you've said you know you're online coaching but you're able to sit on your bike at the same time you know with me it's things like you know I I like listening to podcasts I'm like I want to listen to some more podcasts instead of instead of not having the time boy my multitask game is strong so when I'm putting Micah to bed I'm putting him to bed I've got my earphones in with the podcast playing and sorting out the laundry yeah I mean no but you know you've got sometimes you've got to double up on these things so he's lying there getting to sleep but he's still got my company I've got my podcast so I don't have to feel upset at the end of the week oh you didn't read or listen to anything this week and so multitasking because Sometimes that's just the way it be. But in all honesty, it's good to multitask, but we should actually not multitask though. There is a thing about multitasking. I'm on it at the moment. Like I'm looking into it a lot more because when we're multitasking, what are we really paying attention to? Especially if you're listening to a podcast. If it's a podcast that's a, you can just listen. It's just a chat like what we're doing here. That's fine. But if it's a podcast and it's a, or it's a book, and you're folding the clothes and you're doing, are you actually taking in what you're listening to? So I'm um, obviously, I've got a box activity. No, so I, I do have to be selective. Like I wouldn't listen to my audio book, for example, or there are podcasts that I listen to for learning and for research purposes. So it is more like the fun ones, like the receipts, for example, um, that I enjoy, but I don't keep up. So Yes, I appreciate it. And I would like to hear a little bit more about this multitasking because I, I do it religiously. Um, but yeah, you make a good point. You do have to be selective in, in, the, in the way in which you layer up. So for me, listening to the, the, the receipt with a little kiki kaka in the background and folding clothes, it, it's, it's dead mind work, really. That's good. I just thought I'd just put that point in because it's just useful and 
that so by you saying that now what you're doing that's actually good that's kind of therapeutic because you're you're happy because yeah, you're listening to something that you want to listen to so yeah there is a difference to what you listen to and when you listen to it and what you're doing whilst you're listening to it yeah 100 percent. well and, and again because that's the other thing about sort of achieving some sort of balance and i know we, we're cautious about the way we use balance mm. um it's more about alignment of our time but you know i do get it's therapeutic and i do get satisfaction i do get fulfillment for from it and i think there's other parts of my day say for example when i'm working you you might be able to you might be able to put a little bit of music on in the background but i can't listen to my podcasts in the background while I'm working because I can't listen and actually engage with typing or marking work or creating lessons so then the day will go and it'll be like oh you know you feel that that sort of imbalance of work and play work and self or whatever and so it is about knowing when when what will get done if that makes sense like it's okay if I've had six hours concentrating on this one thing because actually although it's only a one hour podcast that's the thing that's going to really make me happy and kind of create some equilibrium or equality or balance yeah. in my day is it equilibrium librium librium equilibrium <laughs> listen i'm a caribbean girl you know, I in my head before i actually said it out loud <laughs> see I'm, I'm a caribbean girl flim no, 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 I can't say it, Phil, but just for jokes. Ciao. <laughs> Why? You're mute. So, yeah, um, what's I going to say? No, I was, I'm actually going to, I was just thinking about this week, actually. So before we wrap up, um, I've alluded to and I've mentioned that you've got an online session. But you going to tell us a little bit more about that. I've got two online sessions. So on on Monday, I decided, actually, no, I think it was this time last week or whatever the case, I decided, you know what, I need to, I do a lot of one-to-one work and that is great and I love what I do, but I feel like this year I need to give more back. I know we're doing the catwalk and that is adding value to people's lives as well, but I feel like I've got so much more to add to people's lives on top of what we're doing with the catwalk. And so tomorrow I thought, let me trial out not even a trial because I know it works because I do it every day but the how to win at life I won't say the full the full title because it has got a little swear word in there but it's how to start your day right and if you start your day right you that's your day that's your week that's your month that's your life and so we talk about what I do we're going to have a discussion what other people do we're going to discuss what it's like to have why everybody should have an athlete's mindset without being an athlete so that's that's session one that's workshop one and then workshop two is called adversity to advantage which is not which is about building your resilience and it goes through how I've managed to cross the bridge from adversity to advantage and that bit in between this that bridge that we're crossing over that's the resilience that we're building up that's helping us I call it like our stepping stones that's helping us across to 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 get to our advantage whatever our advantage looks like to each individual so it's the foundation because it's not everything because there's so much that could you know contribute to this so that's probably going to be um 
workshop part one of adversity to advantage but those are the two workshops i've got tomorrow one so the first one's at 10 a.m and the second one's at 12 a.m 12 p 12 noon midday sorry and where can we find them i know i mean people might be listening on the day that it's happened but i'm pretty sure you'll be using this platform again so which platform or how do people find the information so the links in if you go to my bio in on instagram you've got the link there um yeah maybe if you go there and then obviously on my website as well so www.andreacorbett.com um yeah so yeah they're going to be updated so more than likely saying so the instagram is going to have that the the most recent ones, but then you can go back to my website and see which ones I have done and see which ones I'm going to be doing in the future. Cause it's not going to be, this is not a one-off. This is going to be a continual thing, giving back and seeing what comes out of it. Nice. I can't wait to hear how it goes. Yeah. I'll probably catch you up in our little zoom link up in the evening. Oh yeah. We've got that. So tomorrow's a busy day for zoom day tomorrow, even though it's Sunday. Well, here you are in these times, busy in a lockdown. Who are you? So are you going to explain what I mean by busy in the evening? Or what we've got going on in the evening? In the yeah, evening, so... Evening, Ling. <laughs> what do you keep coming at me about this word? So you keep going, Evelyn. Um, my other friend keeps saying, I have clocked that you say evening. And not evening, whatever, man. <laughs> anyway, um, Catwalk has dedicated half an hour on a Sunday evening <laughs> um, to just have a wind down, just reflect on what went well, some of your pr- um, practices that you've spoken about in the past, and what went well for the week, what would be even better if. Um, the last two weeks, we've literally done our grounding activities, just kind of thinking about what is it, what is the one or two things that I really need to hold on to for this week that will help it to be successful. And that can be really practical things like, you know, sticking to a routine, whether that's in the morning or around your diet. Um, but we've also like shared and established some affirmations that we need. So literally in those moments, maybe where you're starting to feel a bit stressed out, maybe where think the balance is starting to the balance of the energy starting to shift just having a a phrase that you say to yourself and I've said you know mine for the last I don't know four months now has been I trust myself and all be well and anytime that I'm feeling stressed out I've said this before I just say to myself I trust myself meaning that I know that I'm doing the work that needs to be done um and if I'm doing everything that needs to be done regardless of the pace or the extent of my list like whilst the thing at the bottom isn't getting looked at the thing at the top is so I'm still doing and so therefore all will be well you know at the end of the day what doesn't get done the sun's gonna go down the sun will rise a new day will come ain't nobody gonna die for it my list is important but nobody's gonna die for it all will be well so um yeah and it's been really it's been really nice to hold a space to check in because I know and I know we keep saying it but you know in these times there are people and I guess outside of these times even without a lockdown um you know there's a number of women who do sometimes feel isolated or do feel like you know what they really need they're not getting from their friends or their family or 
you know, even the idea of affirmations, as much as we're hearing it, there's some people that still feel really shy or feel really silly. That's what I feel really silly saying this. So I can't say it loud. And it's nice to bring yourself to a space where it's the norm or where everybody's pushing themselves to do that thing, even if it does feel silly or it does feel sort of out of your normal behavior. There's a space. There's a space for that. There's a space to just let off and have someone or a group of women which is really which is really nice because even though we can't get together it is nice to be in that zoom call to be like yep everybody got the headscarf on yep everybody ready for bed yep get a good night's sleep ready for the week ahead (laughs) you know it's it's safe it's not it's not glamorized it's not workshop it's not but it is very purposeful and very meaningful so zoom 6 30 and the details are on the newsletter but they're also um they also are floating about on our social media yeah no it's great because each week I'm aware that my mum's collecting collecting the bag <laughs> the bag the bag <laughs> but yeah no it's great please tune in and just just all gather together and be role models to each other that's it that's it that's it so apart from that I mean, what's this week? I, I feel like some 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 good things are going to happen this week, happen this week, but we'll save it for next week's conversation um, on reflection. But I'm smiling. I think good things are happening this week. So I look forward to catching up again and amplifying another Black woman. And, and thank you for your um, School in Motion lesson on Denise Lewis. Did you say she was an MBE? OB. OB, OB, Denise Lewis, we salute you. Um, can I just say one thing before we leave? So we, I think we've both got a smile because this week's been a good week because we had our aligned action. Now that is my, uh, action was my keyword for the year, but I had to put aligned in it because I could be active doing so much different things as we alluded to about the multitasking and why I got into why it's not as good as we think it is. But anyway, being aligned in what we need to do and I feel that that's what we've accomplished yeah and you know what I didn't even think to but as you said that um in terms of aligned action honest to God whoever the God is honest to the universe to all the airs listening I had an amazing coaching session with you this week that there I mean we, we generally coach each other as we go along but this year I've had maybe three very specific three or four in the last year I should say not this year in the last year three or four very specific coaching sessions and every time the level of clarity and I'm a coach myself but and so this isn't this isn't necessarily about saying oh use Andra but do use Andra but even for someone who knows how to coach I walk away and I'm like whoa this is good and so the aligned action has very much been because we had such a great conversation where I came up with a lot of solutions to things I thought were problems, but I just didn't give them the space to talk about. And so with that has come clarity, has come, you know, different use of my time. Even when I'm laying on the sofa doing nothing, something has been done because I now know all the little bits that need to get done and what require huge pieces of attention that can't be multitasked. And what are the other bits in the background that I might leave till the end I know this all sounds a bit um, ambiguous right now until I <laughs> talk about the actual thing that I'm talking about, but I'll save that. Um, but yeah, the little the little nuts and bolts that need to be 
twisted turns and locked off that sometimes get left to the end and then you're like oh I've got to do this this and this and now I'm like oh oh that thing I, I can do that while I'm sitting here while the kids are playing or whatever so I liked action definitely this week and can I return I wouldn't say the favorite but return so as well as we have a session where it's we half it so Shan, um, Shan coaches me I coach Shan and it's it's great and I would like to amplify Shan because she's really got me into writing. So the first week in, I think it was the first week or the second week, whatever it was, one week in this week in January, I've um, completed the writing for wellness challenge. And that really kickstarted my writing back again. Um, I'm now working with Shan to, to do some other writing um, projects, so we say, and it's really, yeah, the work that, um, Shan gives me to do and I just I don't feel pressurized and I don't feel like oh I need to it's just so relaxed and I feel like that is part of good coaching skills because you really don't want to feel like oh my god I haven't done this what's Shan gonna say no it's I want to do this look what I've done <laughs> you know so <laughs> look I put up 500 last time so that's what yeah so it really gives you that encouragement that enthusiasm and especially when you're doing something creative which I'm not used to doing so it's really showing me that being creative you need to have that enthusiasm as well and thank you for thank you for being my aligned action accountability coach <laughs> nice um I'm just gonna I'm gonna sidebar you you are creative um, it's just how you've defined what creativity looks like. So you might not have paintbrushes or a microphone, but um, all of your work has come out of your own creation. So you are a creative. So just saying that. But um, yeah, man, what a way to pick up each other. Let's leave this conversation all warm and gushy and smiling and, and infused to keep going with the other things of the day. Um, and I hope everybody else feels the same way. You've taken something away from today's um, podcast in, in amplifying a Black woman, in knowing that the work that you're doing is so important, whether it's seen or unseen, and just thinking about what you could do to you know increase the level of intention and purpose in in your life in the way that you want it to happen not in the way that it's supposed to happen and um you know stay alive stay tuned also say aloud stay tuned and, and locked into and connected with all of our other lifestyle politics finding out you know it's not just work there's a lot of play um, what do Andrew and I do to make sure that we're looking after our physical, mental, emotional, social, intellectual health and sign up to our newsletter. So head over to the catwalkmbmt.com and you'll be in receipt of our weekly newsletter, which highlights all kinds of things in terms of diet, reading, current affairs, activities, products, um, services that you can tune into that, that we use and, and actively engage with and enjoy. So other than that, hit us up on the socials at the Catwalk MVMT and I really look forward to next time. All right, Ange? Yes, Chantel. <laughs> Chantel. All right, until next time. Bye.